Welcome to The Breakthrough Hour with Pastor Camille McKenzie. Arise to your dominion. Don't it tarry. It shall speak. Who am I speaking to? Pastor Camille McKenzie is a powerful woman of God who was anointed and appointed to execute the spiritual mandate. You must win. She operates in the five-fold ministry to bring deliverance by the power of the Holy Ghost to a lost world. But I come to prophesy to somebody and let you know that Jehovah has the final say. This is your breakthrough hour. Here is Pastor Camille Sophia. We're going to read alternatively. Nehemiah chapter 1. Grab your Bibles and we're going to ask you to stand. And I'm going to ask you to open up your mouth like a trumpet. Sound the trumpet, sound the alarm with the word of God. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakela. It came to pass in the month of Chislev, in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the citadel. Go ahead and read please. And they said to me, the survivors who are left from the captivity in the province are there in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down and its gates are burnt with fire. And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe you, sorry, observe your commandments. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the farthest part of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I've chosen as a dwelling for my name. Oh Lord, I pray, please, 
Let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servants and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Can we now go to chapter 2, 1 to 4? And it came to pass in the month of Nisan, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, that I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had never been sad in the presence before. And said to the king, may the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city place of my father's tombs lies waste and its gates are burnt with fire for and last? Then the king said to me, what do you request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. We give God praise. Father, as the word go forth, let it not return to you void. I pray for an accomplishment in the house. Kill every demon. And I pray right now, God, that your name will be glorified as I decrease in this set time. Father, bless these words and let it bring comfort, healing, deliverance, breakthrough, power, and dominion for it's in Jesus name I pray amen I want you to turn to your neighbor and give them the sermon title united we stand come on turn to somebody and say united we stand come on turn to somebody else and say united we stand united we stand by way of homiletics, four points. Don't allow discouragement to hinder you from building. Point number two, don't allow the devil to affect your breakthrough. Point number three, don't allow oppositions to cause you to abort your purpose. And fourth and last, fight for the victory is in the spirit of unity. By way of introduction, unity. The Greek is enonita, a condition of harmony, the state of oneness, the state of being joined as a whole. We have heard about the adage that says, unity is strength. And division is weakness. United we stand. Divided we fall. We have heard of the adage that says. Where there is unity. There is victory. Beloved. Unity started in the heart of God. And existed prior to when Lucifer fell. Prior to the fall of the enemy, there was perfect harmony. 
The entire creation was in harmony. Even the animals were in harmony with each other and so was mankind. The devil disturbed the harmony and it created havoc in heaven that God had to kick Satan and one third of the angelic host out of heaven. The fall of Satan didn't just disrupt heaven, but his entrance to the earth disrupted the peace and harmony which was intended by the Almighty God. Unity is a very powerful force. Unity is a profound and impactful. It, it produces peace and progress. Throughout history and throughout the ages, we have seen people and nations coming together in one accord to bring about change. Beloved, if we intend to be successful and impactful as a church, we must embrace unity. And if we understand how to execute it, uh, we will be considered a force to be reckoned with. Allow me to give you a brief synopsis of the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah name means Lord, the Lord comforts. The book of Nehemiah was written in about 425 BC. And the book records the restoration of Jerusalem under the leadership of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a man of prayer. And it is in this book that you see 10 prayers being recorded. Nehemiah's purpose was to rebuild the walls and to spiritually restore the people of Jerusalem. He preserved Jewish identity, protecting it from compromise with the pagan community until the promised seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ. Nehemiah had a mind to build. He was considered a visionary who inspired others, yet he humbly worked alongside everyone else. He was steadfast under the pressure of an enormous task, and he kept his priorities straight when confronting opposition as well as when achieving success. He was not afraid to admit and rectify his mistakes. And now we see it being recorded in Nehemiah chapter 1, which brings me to the point, don't allow discouragement to hinder you from building. The Bible says Ananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men 
and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. In verse 3 it said, they said to me, those who survive the exile and were back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. Disgrace rather. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burnt with fire. It says, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and I fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Ah, my good God Almighty. You see, the history of the children of Israel is their disobedience at the time of Nebuchadnezzar and it caused, it was caused by the wrath of God. Yes, God's wrath rather came upon them because of their disobedience and allowed them to be held captive. If you begin to read the Old Testament, you will see that they were captive, held captive at one time by the Assyrian and there was another time when they were held captive, oh yes, by the Babylonians, oh yes, and when they held them captive, they would take them from their land, from their country and bring them to their actual country but the media Persians were not like that for they repatriated them that means they allowed them to go back to their homeland oh yes the Babylonian exile took place according to Nehemiah 1-7 and it reads we have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments the statutes nor the ordinance which you commanded your servant Moses. The children of Israel were experiencing, beloved, the judgment of God. You see, God is not only a God of mercy, but God is also a God of judgment. You see, all unrighteousness will be punished. For the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And now the book of Nehemiah opens up with Nehemiah carrying a great burden that it alters his mood in the presence of the king. Can I go a little bit further? You see, as a cupbearer, Nehemiah was called to taste everything that the king will eat. And if it's poisoned, Nehemiah would be poisoned first. And when you go before the king, you are not allowed to have a sad countenance. Oh yes. But right there in the midst of the palace, although he had a good job, Yes, it allowed him to have special privileges. And although he had luxury, because he was in the king's palace, and although life was good with him, although he was in a prestigious position, and he, he had, beloved, a burden for 
the children of Israel. He had a burden because the walls of Jerusalem was torn down. How many under the sound of my voice have a good job? You got a big house? You got money in the bank? Oh yes. And you're living in the overflow? Oh yes. But you have a burden for Adonai Ministries Toronto. How many of you are broke, busted, disgusted? You can't find a proper job. No money in the bank. And you hardly have a dinner. Yes. And you can't afford your next mortgage payment. And you can't afford your rent. Yes, you are at your lowest point. But you still have a desire to build Adonai Ministries Toronto. You see, the church of the living God is suffering from builders. Churches are filled with selfish beings who are just about prosperity. Yes, people who are selfish in this epoch that is just thinking about themselves and their family. The church has changed. The church has shifted. Yes, the church has moved away from carrying bowels of mercy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because some of us come in for different reasons. Some of us just want to get to know other people so that they can elevate us and bring us to our zenith. Oh, good God Almighty. Some of us come because it's a social club and many people have different kinds of allegiance. Oh, but I come to talk to those people who God is calling in this epoch that say, I know I got a good job and I know everything is fine with me, but I have a burden for the church. There's something on me about the church and though life is good with me, I'm still worried. I'm still concerned about the church of the living God. And so he, he now have a desire to build. But he's building at a time when there's much distress. He's building at a time when there's hopelessness. He's building at a time when there's demoralization. He's building in the midst of discouragement. He's building in the midst of defeat. Yes, yes, yes. You see, it's very easy to build when things are perfect. But it's difficult to cast a vision in the midst of hopelessness. Oh yeah, I was saying, God, my God, I wish that my life was different. Because sometimes it's not because of what you have done, but of the position that you find yourself in. Oh, good God Almighty. And some days I say, God, if I had a choice to choose my own battle, I would have never choose this for myself. I would have asked God for something prettier. Oh, but there's some of us that is called to lead in 
hopelessness. Some of us are called to pastor at a time of despair and discouragement. Some of us are called to pastor in a time of upheaval. Some of us never got the red carpet. Good God Almighty. But we call to preach in uncertainty. Call to lead a church. Oh, good God Almighty. When it's difficult. Oh, good God Almighty. But Nehemiah didn't allow this to affect him because even though there was a distress, you see, he loved them so much that he wept over their defeat. Ah, oh, Ribanda. I was sitting in my office this morning and somebody brought me a message of somebody in the church and it's not a good thing and when I saw the thing it's a young person I just automatically started to cry because you see when goodness is in you and somebody is about to fall or to fail or to be destroyed they don't have to name Mackenzie They don't have to have the name Mackenzie. But as long as they're in this church, there's a bowl of mercy. And so I started to weep. I said, God, have mercy. Turn them back. God, have mercy. Turn them back. Because the distress hit me in my belly. Oh, I wasn't worried if they were my child. I wasn't worried about that the distress hit me because I know what it means like to be a mother I know what it is to bring a child in the earth and things not going so good but it takes a village to raise a child and unity is strength some of you only care about your own family and that's the problem but united we stand and if one is hurting, we all are hurting. Oh, good God of grace. You know that you're on the not anointed. You know that you don't have the spirit of God. When you don't have bowels of mercy for other people's calamity. You think you're born again. But go check yourself. Because when God lives in you, you don't want anyone to come to their demise. We need a united church that is moved by the distresses that is in the ministries. We need a church with bowels of mercy. For I am my brother's keeper. And if one hurts, we all hurt.
Don't allow the devil to affect your breakthrough. So Nehemiah looked at the situation and even though he's enjoying the life in the palace, he had a burden for his people. The problem why, and it's Black History Month, so I'm going to deviate every now and then. Don't grade me on this sermon. I'm going to move up and down. The problem we face as people of color is the fact that we are not united. That's why we are at the bottom of the ladder because we have a unity problem. And when one person starts to rise, we get jealous. When one person starts to look polished and look good, we get jealous. And all we have in their heart is for them to come to their demise. Because hearts are wicked. That's why we're at the bottom of the ladder. We take our business and we give it to everybody else. We give it to Chinese, we give it to Indians, we give it to Caucasian. But our own people, we refuse to empower our people. But I come to kill a demon. I come to kill a demon this morning. I come to kill a demon. I come to kill a demon. You know why you can't keep me down? It's because I continue to cause people to rise and you can't keep a good man down. The Bible says, whatever a man soweth, all when you're ungrateful, I'll give it to you again. Because anything a man sow, that he will reap. And you can bad mouth and talk and say what you got to say. But I'm a soul. I'm a soul when you talk about me. I'm a soul when you put me down. I'm a soul when you ostracize me. All of your negativity can't change my posture. Oh, come on, somebody. United we stand, but divided we fall. Adonai Ministries. Pick up your disunity. Check out your heart. Is your heart right? Oh, good God of grace. It's black history. And we have that problem in the church. You know why? Because some say I am for Bishop McKenzie, some for Pastor Camille, some for neither, and some for Jesus. You think we're going to get any revival with that kind of spirit? If you're waiting for Bishop McKenzie to come back to do something, you don't belong in this church. Because if the Bible said that you're one, it means that whoever stands in the pulpit represent God. And whoever represent God, we're on their side. A cursed division in the church. A cursed devices and the scheme and the wiles of Satan. We said, come out of Zion. Come out. Unity is strength. Unity is strength. Pick up your unity, U N I T Y. Oh, Rabase Karaba. 
So what did he do when he see that the walls I'm running on broken down? He saw that the gates were burnt with fire because they were stripped and robbed and exposed. Yes, yes, yes. And this provoked him. Yes, the defeat, the defeat shifted his composure and he went to the king and requested letter and said I'm in a position yes I know I'm the king's cup bearer and I can go and help them when God elevates you go back and help somebody don't live in your big house and show off on people don't show up but go help somebody oh good God of grace go back and help somebody before I got into mortgage many people used to make it a top secret now anybody come and show them how to get in the market if they just allow me to show them to get into the market people in this church outside of this church I show them how to get in the market because it's not a top secret and I love to see my people strive and I love to see my people prosper good God Almighty for my Bible tells me I must do good especially to the household of faith So, you see, the defeat most, in most cases will cause people to be shut down. Defeat sometimes can bring in discouragement and give you a different kind of outlook on life because you're defeated. And so Israel was defeated because they stepped outside of God. They were disobedient and God brought the judgment. So the Assyrian came and beat upon them and then the Babylonians came and beat upon them. The Media Persian came and beat upon them and so they felt so ruined that they just left the walls and so we're finished. We're done. This is it. Ah yes light a sanky. Light your candle. Sing a sanky and find your way back home and they were under their juniper tree but I'm so glad that God has some people positioned in the earth that when you're at your lowest when you feel defeated when you feel like you got no fight left when you feel busted and disgusted when you feel like you want to give up when you feel like life has beaten you up in every position that there is a deliverer that can say get up and try again try again get up and try again Get up and try again. 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 Oh, Ribasaya. Oh, Rabasaya. And so God put it on Nehemiah, you know. And Nehemiah has a burden that I gotta deliver them because they're God's people. What I love about being God's people is that after he give you the judgment, then he flip into mercy. But the judgment was not designed to kill you. The judgment was designed to get your attention so that you can still get to heaven. But after the judgment is over, God's a Satan back up. Judgment is done. Judgment is done for Adonai. Judgment is done for Adonai ministers. I said judgment, it is finished. So, 
So Nehemiah had a burden. He says, I got to move in and I got to build a wall. Bring me to the third point. Don't allow oppositions to cause you to abort your purpose. He says, when Sanballat, yeah, 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 his name means sin, means the moon god has given life. The Horonite and Tobiah, the Ammonite official, heard about it. They were very disturbed as someone had come to promote the welfare of the Israelites. Yes, yes, yes. You see, the King James Version stated that it grieved them. They were upset. They were suffering, lamenting, distress, and happy. Unhappy. They were unhappy that the children of Israel were about to get their breakthrough. Some people don't like when God is about to shift your life. Some people don't like when God is about to turn things around. They prefer when you're in derision. They like to see you broken. You better be careful of some friends you have. Because if they don't like to see you when you're elevated, those are not friends. Those are people that like to keep you down. And soon as life look like it's about to turn for you, they catch your attitude and tell you that you're acting like. You're not acting like you're in another dimension. And in this dimension, it's a new attitude. It doesn't mean you're proud, but you got some confidence. What's wrong with confidence? Oh, I got confidence in God. Yeah, don't take my confidence for being proud. I just got confidence. So when they heard they catch feelings and they went at lunch because they want to keep Israel in a position of defeat and distress and demoralization and disgrace and disappointed. Yes, that's all they wanted for the children of Israel. And so Sanballat and Tobiah conspired. They even told a lie ah, to Nehemiah that he's required to come to the temple because they have a prophecy because they wanted to catch him in something. Oh good God of grace. They opposed him because they saw now that God was getting ready to bring forth a breakthrough. God was getting ready to bring forth deliverance and so they were not happy. They weren't happy. They weren't. They weren't happy on this, 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 this new move. They weren't happy, yes, that the walls are going to be established. Because when the walls are ruined, beloved, it means now that their God is defeated. That's what it means. If, if, if in those days when you overtake cities and walls are brought down, it means that my God has defeated your God. That's what it means. And so they wanted to keep Israel in this place where it keeps saying, Jehovah is defeated. Jehovah is defeated. That's the position they want. And so every time that Israel looked on the walls, it made them discouraged. 
Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. But Sanballat and Tobiah thought that their little schemes and their little plans would have caused them to be discouraged and for them to change their minds. Beloved, you better look at your oppositions because they are opposing you because something is coming. Something is about to break. A breakthrough is about to come. A deliverance is about to come. God is about to do something. And that's why they're coming at you. Because they don't want you to get over the other side. But you got to look at your opposition. And said, you're opposing me. But I'm not going to listen to you. I don't hear your speeches. I don't hear your criticism. I don't hear what you have to say. As a matter of fact, keep on talking. But as you're talking, I'm going to keep it moving. Because I know the God that I serve. And he said, no weapon that is formed against me shall be able to prosper. Yes, he told me, my God will fight for me. For my God is a deliverer. He's a deliverer. And so I'm going to set my face like flint. I'm going to move in the earth positions past the naysayers past the chatters the gossipers oh good God almighty the two desires I'm gonna move past them I'm gonna move in the direction of what God is doing for if he has a yes if he has allowed it I know that if I have the permission, it shall be well with me. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, those storm clouds roll, billows roll, it shall be well with me. Turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, not going to be always like this. Turn to another neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Despite the circumstances, despite the negativity, I'm coming out. Let me loose, let me loose, loose me, I say loose me, it's my time now, my breakthrough is here, my deliverance is here, you can't hold me back, you opposition, I come against you, in the name of Jesus, I send fire to oppositions, I send fire to their speeches. I send fire to their schemes. It's my time. Time for victory. Time for a move. Time for success. Time for blessings. Time 
So we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height for the people had a mind to build. Nehemiah chapter 4 and verse 6. You see the children were in this spear. The children of Israel. It was for too long. And God saw their circumstance and sent this deliverer. You see, they could have rejected Nehemiah. You got to be careful when God sends people that you don't reject them by your assessment. Oh yeah. Make sure you're not assessing in your physical lenses. Make sure you're in the spirit. Because God can use anything, anyone, anytime, anyhow. Because he's God Almighty and your success is not contingent upon your abilities. Your success is contingent upon the Almighty God. The Bible says even though the opposers came against them, they were together. Beloved, they came together. The Bible said, yes, 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 that they focus on God. Yes, yes, yes. The Bible said that half of them worked at the construction and half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand they held a weapon and every one of the builders had his, his sword girded at his side 
as he built. Yes, and the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. They strategized. They said, we're not staying down here any longer. It is time for our breakthrough. And they joined with Nehemiah. And some said, we're going to fight. Anyone come, we're going to draw out the barrel. Draw out the arrow and the spear. And we're going to shoot them down. But we had another team, a spiritual team, that was praying. Adonai Ministries, it's time to strategize. There's some of you that need to get into some steep intercessory. And there's some of you who need to physically get in the game and begin to do some things. Oh, but we're going to the next level by any means necessary. One mind to build. I say one mind to build. Oh, good God Almighty. I'm saying solidarity. I'm going to close. I'm reminded when Israel had to fight their battle. And the assignment was anytime Moses' hand was held up, Israel prevailed against their enemy. But Moses' hand got tired. And anytime his hand came down, the enemy prevailed over them. And when they realized what was happening, they got Moses and they put Moses to sit down. And Joshua uh, hold, held one, held one hand, and Aaron held the, the other hand. And Joshua went down to fight. Oh, but two of them held up Moses' hand. Oh, good God of grace, Adonai Ministries, God is about to do something in this church. And all we need you to do is to hold up the hand of the leader. All I need somebody to do is to hold my hand. I say, hold my hand. Because some days I get tired. And there's some days when I get weary. But if we can just get a strong church to just say, I'm going to hold up your hand. And I'm not going to cause the enemy to come in and destroy the ministry. But I'm going to stand with you. need to understand and I'm closing that when you want to think about unity you got to think about the kingdom of God three in one God existing in three persons and there's no competition Jesus said to them when you see me you see the Father. We are one.
so you can fluff up Jesus and think that he's going to go against God and you can fluff up the Holy Ghost to think the Holy Ghost is going to go against Jesus their vernacular said we are one we are one the church must understand that we are one and if we master the art of the concept of oneness we won't have a problem with unity a person who embrace unity will not sow discord a person who embrace unity will not pin people against each other a unified minded person does not separate friends a person who embrace unity will respect those who lead and will work with them. They will not work against them, but will work with them consistently. Yes, and even when they make mistakes, they will be patient with them because there's oneness and there's unity. Yes, the church has to understand the, 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 the concept of unity. The Bible says, in spite of the opposition and the schemes of Lucifer, the entire wall was built because the people had a mind to work. The Bible says they came together and built the wall in 52 days. Beloved, unity is priceless. The Bible says in Genesis that when the men and they came together and they wanted to get into the heavenly realms, God said they are together. And he realized that if he did not send languages on the earth, the men would have ended up in the heavenly domain because they says nothing will stop them because they're united. Why do you think that? homosexual we talk about homosexuality in Canada and all, all over the world they work together unity unity is strength if you're married you must be unified with your husband if you are in a family you must be unified with your family if you're working in a place of employment you must be in unity if you're in the church in each department you must be in unity anytime you see people want to stand out they're rebellious and you need to rebuke them sharply because that is the spirit of the antichrist do you know that in heaven when Satan rebelled, God did not try to make it up with him. God had to throw him out of heaven. You know why? Because when rebellion is on the sin of witchcraft, and it means it is intended to divide. And if he stays in heaven, it won't be one third. It would be maybe the entire heavenly domain. And so when you see people start to act a certain way, 
you must rebuke them sharply. Because a unified heart is the heart of somebody who's working with the Almighty God. And I encourage this church to let us put our differences aside and come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the intercessory team to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the praise and worship team to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the ladies ministry to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the men's ministry to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the finance team to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the custodians to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the teams to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the pastor's council to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the evangelism team to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the soup kitchen to come together in the spirit of unity. I charge the whole world club to come together in the spirit of unity. Adonai Ministries, Toronto, let's go forward for God. Fight like soldier man. Don't give up. Don't give in. Let's go and do exploit for the almighty God. Let's get on business for the king and for the kingdom of God. I say let us come together. Let us come together. For unity is strength. Yeah, unity is strength. United we stand. I say united we stand. United we stand. We're coming together in the spirit of unity. We come to take Toronto by force. We come to take Canada by force. We come together. U-N-I-T-Y. That is unity. Adonai ministries. I charge this church to come together. Come together. Come together. In unity. I was over there. I want you to know that when you see me crying, this ministry is not about my finance or my family or, or personal matters. 90% of my tears is for the church. I'm not acting like a pastor. It's in my heart. And even when I want to walk away, it's in me. 
been placed in me. And I carry the burden. When I look at how, where we are. Last week I said to the church, pray for the young people. Some people did not even pray. Our young people are suffering. our spirit is not united we can't feel the bowels of mercy the Bible says one chase a thousand if I can get 20 people to stand with us the revival will come if I can get 20 people Relentless. 20 people. The church has been so good to some of you. When the church has helped you, turn around and help the church. Help the church. Play it forward. distress the church come together and help you help the church help the kingdom of God we're in perilous times are you worried about your children you're not concerned you're not concerned that they're going to hell concerned what the pandemic has done to them are you concerned are you too busy making money you're too busy Adonai arise 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 Thanks for listening. Our mission here is simple. To bring you the saving love of Jesus Christ through salvation. We hope you'd subscribe and share this podcast so you can receive the latest podcast in your daily victorious Christian walk with God. We also invite you to visit our website, www.adoniministries.ca to know more about us. You can also follow us on social media to join our live services online to stay connected. Worship with us this Sunday at Adonai Ministries Toronto, located at 1111 Finch Avenue West, Unit 34, Toronto, Canada. We'd love to pray with you today. Simply call plus one six four seven. 
882-9708 right now. We love to appreciate your financial support and donations. It keeps the ministry going. We're praying for you. Adonai Ministries, transforming lives through the kingdom of God. 